0: And there shall come forth a shoot out of, out of the stock of Jesse, and a branch out of the root shall bear fruit. And the spirit of Jehovah shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of Jehovah. And his delight shall be in the fear of Jehovah, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither decide after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall, be judged the, shall he judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with his breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his waist and faithfulness the girdle of his loins. And the wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the shepherd shall lie down with the kid. And the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. And the cow and the bear shall feed, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. And the suckling of the child shall, shall play in the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall not put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in my, all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of Jehovah as the waters cover the sea. And it shall come to pass in that day that the root of Jesse, that standeth for an ins- sign of the peoples, unto him shall the nations seek, and his resting place shall be glorious. And from Matthew's Gospel In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now, John wore clothing of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him and the region along the Jordan. And they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham." Even now the the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit shall be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with the water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, and will gather his wheat into the granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The word of God to the people of God. Good morning, church. That was some long scripture reading, but it will all make sense as it gathers together in just a few minutes. We want to uh, thank everybody for being in the house this morning, whether you're online with us or if you're, if you're in the house, uh, let's take a moment to welcome our online family and wave at them and wave at each other in the house. And remember, if this is your first time with us, that you are part of the family now. So, uh, welcome aboard. Um, we want to, uh, ask our online folks to comment online and let us know of prayer requests so that we can make that connection throughout this next week. I'm Pastor Regina and I'm looking forward to spending these next few minutes with you. What a wonderful beginning to the Advent season that, that we experienced last week as we decorated our sanctuary and began preparing our hearts and minds for the coming Savior. We heard Christ's story told through the monograms of His life. We reflected on the redeeming of God's love as told through scripture, heard through song, and experienced by preparing the manger of Christ and the hanging of the symbols of Christ on the tree. As we journey to Bethlehem in the coming weeks uh, and arrive where uh, at the scene where heaven comes to earth, we will see signs of hope, feel the peace that defies understanding, experience immeasurable joy and know and share the love that comes through this little baby that we're waiting for. Today's focus is on peace, a peace that is unlike the world defines peace, but a peace that comes to us because of our experience of heaven coming to earth. Our scripture readings this morning comes from the prophet Isaiah who prophesies of a kingdom like no other. A kingdom where enemies lie down their differences and work together for the common good. A kingdom where justice reigns supreme. A kingdom where righteousness and faithfulness abound. A kingdom that will come through the lineage of King David, but that will be like no other kingdom that we have experienced. We hear another ancient prophet of sorts as as John the Baptist tells of one who comes after him, That will bring in this new kingdom. He tells of humanity's need to repent and of the need to prepare for this kingdom in radical ways. He speaks of consequences for for those in power and those who do not understand this new kingdom. Advent is about taking a stand for these promises. To taking a stand for the promise of a new way of living that Jesus offers our beloved community. The offering of living out this new way of life in, in, in all the ways that we can. Advent is a time of, of bifocal vision when we, when we look back at this impending incarnation and the glory of, of the first Christmas But during Advent we are also looking ahead to the completion of the hope and the peace and the joy that we experience during this season. This peace and joy will not be a passing thing, but a way of life that extends into eternity. Advent is a hope, to, is a is an attempt to bring our lives, our homes, our relationships into sync with the possibilities of hope and compassion and joy, while while aligning with this harmonious existence that stretches beyond the weeks of Advent and into Christmas, but throughout our lives. The the world is, uh, is an unsettled place at times to say the least. Can we agree with that? Too often we, this feeling of uncertainty pr- produces anxiety and worry about, about what's happening and what is to come. But our ancient brothers and sisters were, were experiencing these same feelings as, as their unpredictable circumstances were promising a Messiah but yielded only oppression and justice. The prophecies were unresolved and, and their future seemed overwhelming. They longed for relief. They worked tirelessly only to never reach their goal of independence and religious freedom. Sounds a lot, a lot like the world we live in today, doesn't it? A world where differences are, are too great and our, our divides run too deep. A world where we concentrate on, on things that separate us rather than on those things that, that, that we hold in common. Now for the ancients, Along came John the baptizer who who spoke of the one who would come to make things right. The one coming after himself who, who was greater than he. The one who would bring into fruition the world where righteousness would reign. For us, we received Jesus who came teaching a different way of living. A different kind of love. A different set of rules for power and privilege. A different set of scales for those who, who are, and, are who, and what is important. A different measuring stick for the worth of a person. Now here we are in Advent season. A time when we turn our focus to those things which seem impossible. Yet kindle in us a hope that we dare to dream of a world where peace and harmony are possible. We seem to be more aware of others' needs during Advent, and, and we seek to be kind-hearted and benevolent. But why do we wait until Advent? Shouldn't we be this way? Shouldn't this be a way of living that that we're called to as a follower follower of the One who brought us the hope and peace and joy, as He demonstrated in His ultimate sacrifice of love? For this unimaginable, far-fetched way of thinking that that we seem to accomplish during Advent, we must work at being in a community and living in a different way, a better way, a way that reflects the love of Christ and that love that He shows for each of us. Now, in just a few short weeks, at Good Shepherd United Methodist Church, we've accomplished over a 100 boxes for, for children filled with gifts. We've collected over 50 food bags and many other essentials for several families. Christmas gifts for over 50 plus children and and a truckload of food will be given away in the coming weeks uh, to meet the needs of our community. How can we turn these monumental holiday experiences into a way of life throughout the year? How can we make these events not just events but a way of connection to those that we serve and an opportunity to share hope, peace, joy, and love throughout our community. How can we create a kingdom here at Good Shepherd that reflects God's peaceful kingdom where humanity can find hope, where peace is a way of life, where joy seeps through everything we do and love abounds for all people? Christ is the focus of this Advent season. Christ is the example for us to follow. We're searching for Jesus and he leads the way. I'm reminded of a story that began in 1856. This time was one where people had become estranged from the church and the church had become estranged from from the needs of society. Sounds a bit like 2022, doesn't it? William Booth uh, was a former Methodist and he began to form bands to play on the streets and collect pocket change. And these collected funds were reused to meet the needs of humanity through acts of charity. This project still exists today. It's known as the Salvation Army, a simple act that turned into a powerful ministry. These impen- this impending birth of Jesus causes us to turn our hearts and minds toward others. It's an invitation to provide for the needs of Jesus by providing for the needs of others. How can we prepare to see Jesus and welcome him through our actions, not only now, but throughout the year? As we embark on our journey to Bethlehem, let's ask ourselves, where is it that we need to search for and be with Jesus? Where is Jesus guiding us this year? Where are we waiting for in not just this Advent season, but beyond what is it we're waiting for this time of anticipation and preparation? As we move closer to Bethlehem and in search of the Christ child, may we remember that the Bethlehem of the Bible is described by, by perspective, this perspective from the Gospel writers, from shepherds, from prophets, and from poets. We can't reach this described Bethlehem simply by taking a trip, getting on a plane and going to Bethlehem. We can do that. But we can't reach this actual place unless we put Christ Child, the Christ child at the center. And we have to do that through faith. To reach Bethlehem, for some of us it may be a short trip. For others of us it may be a trip as long as the Magi had to take. But everyone's journey begins with a single step. This journey is a journey of a lifetime. Along this journey, we must watch, listen, serve, and grow. May we begin now to take those first steps. Those first verses that I read in Isaiah reminds us that from death comes life, and from dreams denied become new dreams. The Lord brings a spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and respect. Advent is more than just a time in a liturgical calendar and Christmas is just more than a few festive gatherings. It reminds us that hope and peace are possible if we set aside our differences and concentrate on our commonalities. If we are to stand on the promises that the new kingdom is possible with Jesus, Then we must love, we must welcome and share Jesus just as Jesus did with us. When we show others that God lives among us, peace prevails. Hope arises out of despair and joy is found among the brokenness. Advent reminds us of these truths. May God's love be reflected in our actions among this Advent journey, not only this year, but beyond. As we come to the table this morning, may we come in search of a Savior who's waiting for us. Christ the Lord invites to His table all who love Him who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Up it is, let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is, right to give our and it is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to You, Almighty God, Creator Amen. of heaven and earth. And so, with Your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise Your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this all of you, for this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body of Christ redeemed by His blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit, in your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Those who are assisting me will come forward, please. We will serve by intention this morning. We will take a piece of bread and break it off. You will dip it in the cup. We do have gluten-free options for those of you who uh, are gluten-free. And we have individual cups if you're not uh, comfortable with um, intention. But come now to the table as Christ calls you.
1: Peace We'll be
0: peace this morning, knowing God goes with you to serve the world. Amen.